0: On this episode of The Golf Guy, we talk with our reoccurring guest, Top 100 Teacher Brady Riggs. Uh, given that it's Master's Week, we wanted to chat with Brady about the Masters. Uh, it's been a while since we've had Brady on the show, so before we get to the Masters, we covered a few other topics. Um, we haven't talked about Phil. Uh, we spent a while talking about that, and then um, talked about the Dinah Shore Tournament and the um, Women's Amateur Tournament at Augusta. Um, and, uh, was, and Brady's very knowledgeable about the women's game in particular. Um, and uh, so we, we chat about that and then, and then get into the Masters. So um, this is a, a long podcast, but uh, we cover a lot of ground. and Hopefully you'll find it interesting. Um, upcoming, Brady Riggs on the Golf Guy. Well, hello friends, I have to start it that way because it's master's week, so we always have to say hello friends, but um, hello friends, I'm with uh, my uh, periodic guest, Brady Riggs, um, who is um, joining me to talk about the masters, but um, uh, before we get into the masters, a few other things, I haven't talked with Brady in a while, Brady, how are you doing, everything Okay.
1: My life hasn't been complete, Larry, without speaking to you on a more regular basis, so I'm very happy to be here.
0: Uh, fantastic. So <clears throat> Brady and I think had last done uh, an episode of The Golf Guy um, uh, for the kickoff of the season, and needless to say, lots has happened, even though it's only been um, a few months. Um, and um, one of the course, the major topics, the most major topic, I think, for the golf season so far, has been the Saudi league um, and what is uh, going on with Phil. So, just to kind of really briefly recap, because it's been out of the news for a week or two, although it's seemingly everyone keeps writing about it. Um, <clears throat> Phil, um, as only Phil could do, um, you know, he, he decides, he knows Alan Shipnuck, who's a well-known golf writer, um, had uh, worked for Sports Illustrated for decades, um, is writing a book about Phil, and um, Phil uh, is aware of that, um, and I wasn't aware of it. Uh, but um, uh, what happens is in February, and there's all this chatter about this Saudi league, and you know, and 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 the commissioner uh, Jay Moynihan, has made it really clear that anyone who goes and plays in that league is going to be not welcome to be on the PGA tour. Um, and um, Phil is, you know, people know he's involved in this at some level. Um, but the the sort of mic drop moment is, you know, Alan Shipnuck comes out and says, Well, actually, Phil called me about this last November, um, on the record. There's nothing off the record. And basically says, as, as I said, is only Phil can a mouthful, um, you know, and I think it's fair to say, you know, love Phil, not love Phil. He has this, um, you know, desire to always come across as the smartest guy in the room. Um, and he basically says to Alan, look, I'm doing this just for leverage. Um, and, you know, these folks are scary MFers and, we know what they did to Khashoggi and you, we know what the society's like, but I'm only doing this because I need leverage over Moynihan um, and the PGA tour and, and all of that. Um, so just, to, you know, so that probably doesn't exactly endear him to these uh, folks in the Middle East who are allegedly going to pay him nine figures, but then he goes on to basically say, and I've been kind of organizing this whole thing. I hired the lawyers to sort of draft, you know, the stuff for this new, you know, tour and, and, and basically sort of puts himself like squarely on it was me, I'm organizing all this. And so at the same time, he's saying he's ambivalent as to whether it succeeds or not. He's making it clear that he is, you know, neck deep in this league and has been, you know, actively trying to sort of get it started for the purpose of inserting leverage. So In one fell swoop, um, he not only does whatever he does with his relationship with the Saudis, but with the PGA Tour, he's basically coming out and admitting, I've, um, treason may not be the right word, but I've basically been actively trying to undermine the PGA Tour. And, um, you know, and and so then a few days later, um, he comes out with a statement, basically, five, 600 word statement, not a short statement. Um, but you know the, the punchline of it, I guess, is that I'm stepping away and taking some time away. And of course the PGA tour doesn't announce suspensions. Um, and so we don't know at this point, whether he is in fact suspended, whether it's if it's suspended, is it for a period of time? Is it a lifetime suspension? We have no idea. Um, all we know is since then, not only we have not seen him, we have not heard him. We have not heard, uh, Bryson said this week, he tried to reach Phil Phil's gone dark. As Bryson said, um, he's not playing in the masters. He did not show up at the dinner tonight, the champions dinner. Um, and we're left to wonder wither Phil, what's going on with him. Um, is he going to play, defend his PGA at Southern Hills? Is he going to play in the U S open? Is he suspended? So I just threw a lot on the table. I know Brady, just to sort of bring folks up to date of what's going on, but you and I really haven't talked about this. What is your reaction to all this? And it's kind of amazing, isn't it?
1: I mean, where do you start? It's just. (laughs) (laughs) And picking up your last point first, um, we're all seem to be okay without Phil around and hearing from Phil about Phil and everything Phil likes to do. And Phil's great at by Phil. I mean, we're, we've managed to move on. We we're all surviving without hearing from Phil on a regular basis. You know, nobody, nobody has been as careful about constructing their persona, right. Yeah. In public and, and, and what they're, what they are representing has bs thumbs up crap that he's done to the crowd for years and years and years his wannabe arnold palmer shtick which is all complete and utter bullshit okay like anybody (laughs) the guy is as fake as anybody could possibly imagine and it's just hysterical that he's so far out over the tips of his skis right with what he has done here that He admits to the fact that these people are murderers, that they're, you know, horrible human rights abusers, that they that they sod somebody up. Right. And but it's okay. You know why? Because money. And in the process of admitting to his own greed, he somehow tried to spin it as if he was doing it for the good of the game. He's going to grow the game and he's doing it for his other He's just, he's just doing, he's every man out there on the PGA tour, you know, I mean, it is just, and, and it all gets punctuated at the very end of all of this total crap with the most pathetic attempt at, I guess, an apology. What a joke that was the whole time. He's continuing to try and validate his decisions, justify his, his BS, make himself look like a hero. I mean, it's one thing for those of us that love golf to watch this act and speak of it when we're not really in the world, right? We're not in that world. Right. I mean, we we're not stupid and we've been around the game for a very long time, but we're not in the world. But when you hear Rory, when you hear Justin Thomas, you know, when you hear his peers absolutely destroy him. It shows you where he is when it comes to the game of golf now. I mean, he is a no we don't know, right, why he's not at Augusta. We don't know if it's from Augusta, we don't know if it's from PGA Tour, we don't know if it's from Phil, which I doubt. But somewhere along the way, you gotta wonder if there's some other big story going on. What is going on with this guy? Because that was a miscalculation of the of the most ginormous order right like who could be that tone deaf and that completely obtuse to to what they're saying and the reaction they were going to get and then double down and triple down and i mean rule number one of being in a hole right don't dig right
0: my favorite one of my favorite lines i agree
1: got the backhoe out right when he was in the hole hole like it's just i don't even know where to begin with the guy i think i probably said too much but i just think the guy is like I, I, good riddance in all honesty, good riddance. I'm, I'm tired of the shtick. I'm tired of the open and getting pissy about the greens and whacking the ball. And, you know, in the middle of, and it's just, I'm just over it. You know, just like Phil, your time has passed. Okay. I get you fluked a win last year. We all know you did. And you know, you did, but somewhere along the way just go to the champions tour and have Bernard longer kick your butt for about five years. That's how I feel about it. Well, do you,
0: <laughs> well I, I just to pick up on a, a couple of those things, um, you know, nature abhors a vacuum and we have a vacuum of information about the filster. And into yeah. that vacuum, lots of stuff is being swirled around. Um, and I have no knowledge of any of this. All I know is what I read. Um, but, uh, you know... He famously got into a little bit of uh, hot water with the SEC a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the guy. I've got Walter's first name, but the the, the gambler um, that is
1: so was it Dennis Walters' name? No, I'm not. No, sure. no that's Maybe that's that's, that's the and other that's guy. It.
0: That's the PGA the the pro. Um, I'm 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 just blanking on his name, but he he gave him some information about Dean Foods. I think it was a takeover. Anyways, Phil made. Whatever it was, six eight hundred thousand dollars on some stock trade, and he wasn't charged, and I'll you know, I'm a lawyer, I used to be a lawyer, I'm a retired lawyer now, but I you know there are some certain technical things on insider trading who owes the duty to whom we'll we won't bore people with that. suffices to say that Phil isn't the one who owed the duty, so he wasn't charged, and that's proper, but he did sort of, he was what's called a relief defendant, and he had to disgorge the money, although he wasn't charged. So we know, and he's famously, you know, uh, into gambling. So, and we know that this Walters fellow, whose name I can't remember the first name, is coming out with a book later this year. Shipnuck's book is going to be out in May. This other book about the gambling, which I have a feeling is going to be at least a chapter or two in Alan's book. Um, You know, this other book's coming out later in the year. You got to wonder, you know, is there something going on with the gambling stuff that sort of, you know, made him a little crazy on the money stuff here? Um, You know, a couple of his, you know, unnamed sources have talked about how he gave up the Gulfstream, um, which, you know, I saw one person without, again, not, not for attribution, said he loved that plane like a fourth child. Um, And so for him to give that plane up, and those are, you know, you're talking about $9,500 million for, you know, that, you know, that that to sell a plane like that, you know, he must be feeling something on the cash uh, side. And you wonder, you know, because, as you kind of alluded to, uh, you know, this whole Saudi thing is a money play. Um, And you would think that Phil wouldn't need the money at this point. Um, So you kind of wonder about that. Again, not to sort of pile on, but again, just just stuff that I've read. I mean, you know, it's, you know, you wonder if there's something in his personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, it was darn noticeable that at Kiowa, Amy was not there. Um, and, you know, he called her and he made sure the, the cameras were rolling when he was on the cell phone to call her. But I mean, she is always there. Um, and of course, you know, famously, when she was recovering from breast cancer, she came out the last day for his third master's in 2010. So, you know, it was, you wonder if there's stuff going on with him personally. You just wonder because he's it, it's 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 just perplexing, right?
1: It is. But I mean.
0: <laughs> who knows?
1: I mean, we, we all love the tragic American hero, right? Like the guy who falls from grace and. Yes. You know, I mean, this is—he's—he's—he's Tiger Wood. He's still trying to be like Tiger. You know, like fall from grace and have this horrible thing and scandal and you know. But I just don't know if Phil like like Tiger was smart enough to read the room. He fell on his sword. He had his his therapy or whatever BS he did. You know, all that whatever. You know, good for him. Whatever, but. And he's he's obviously gotten his life and turned it around. And he's he seems like he's doing a good job with his kids and he's a father to his kids, all that stuff. But and I'm not saying Phil's not, I'm just saying I just don't Phil just is he just sometimes seems lost to me and oblivious. And he thinks like people really are impressed with him all the time. And it's just I don't know. Like I said, there's just new, like you said, there's a bit of a vacuum now, and there's a lot of compelling stories in the game and you know, now Tiger's back and it just takes all the air out of his balloon. You know, again, even in a scandal, it can't be the story because now Tiger's back, you know, and, right. and I don't know, I'm sure like we can talk about why he's not a guest or whatever, but I don't know. Like, it's just not a problem. It's just not a problem.
0: I mean, do you, do you think we'll see him for the PGA? Do you think we'll see him for the U S open?
1: I have no idea. I mean, there, there just seems like there's no contrition whatsoever, right? Like he's he has not taken accountability. Other like he tried, I guess, in Phil's way, because he still has to make himself look good always. So even when he's trying to apologize, he can't actually take responsibility, he can't own anything. It's always well, but I, I was, you know, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'm obviously good, but you know, the reason, but, but. Right. You know, the reason i did it's just like dude you're missing the point like he, it's the sentence should end with phil and it never ends and always continues on to justify his his bs and for us to to really understand what a wonderful guy he is and i just am over it i just want him to go away i've had enough of phil well i know i um, hear you
0: well, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see i mean you know to your point both brandall chamblee and um your your buddy uh Eamon Lynch, you know, when that uh, statement got released, I think both of them separately, but both of them kind of took it apart and and made a lot of the right. same points you're making. Um, it was not um, it wasn't what, you know, it, it was a bit of a swing and a miss. Um, and um, uh, we'll see, I guess, what happens. But it's um, it's just it's just to come from where he was last May at Kiowa to now where he is, it's just it's kind of stupefying um and no
1: no bigger condemnation than that of your peers in my opinion no yeah. you, you don't see guys talking poorly about other guys on the pga tour you just don't see that you know no matter what it's not something that you see very often although universally although, yeah. <laughs> yeah universally panned by some some giants in the game you know like if rory is talking about you in a, in a negative way and 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 Justin Thomas and Speed and I mean these are the guys in the game that right now carry the most leverage and have the most respect and not one of them is sticking up for you in my opinion I'm sure there was the off guy I don't know like Adam Scott I don't know what he did wrong but oh, yeah dude, well get out of dude then you're under a rock too you know I can't, what do you mean oh, I I, well, I have to feed my fam- the feed my family line honestly these guys they need to stop saying it that should be prohibited. It should be a moratorium on, I need, I'm trying to feed my family when you're making, you know, however many numbers of millions of dollars a year playing golf, not to mention your sponsorship deals, but you have to go to Saudi Arabia to feed your family. Go away. Just go away. And even Shane Lowry, who I love Shane Lowry. I, I'm a golfer. I'm not a politician. You're not, you're a human being for God's sakes. I know we're off on a tangent, but it still That's okay. drives That's me, okay. It drives me nuts, man. Like it just like they just the tone deafness just bugs me. I don't see Rory as being tone deaf. I, I honestly don't think he he doesn't he doesn't posture like that, and I appreciate that.
0: No, I agree with that. Although Rory, I, I, I agree with that, and I, I I think you and I are both big fans of Rory, a very stand up guy, and kind of become yes. a leader, you know, out there. Um, even he said he he did crush Phil, um, although you know a week later he said you know we'd all certainly welcome him back. I mean, he did say that, but, but but uh, because that's Rory. But um, you're, you're right. I mean, his, his peers were all kind of critical. I mean, how could you not be? It's kind of hard to read what he uh, said and, and be anywhere else. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of fascinating. I mean, when um, Moynihan said the most about it, probably at the players when he sort of said, you know, I don't know if he literally said this, but essentially said balls in Phil's court. You know, someone had Ooh. said, if you talk to Phil or something, he said, you know, he has my number, you know, uh, you know, I'm expecting a call at some point from him, but it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see what happens anyways. Um, but life moves on. Golf moves on. Lots going on in the game. Um, and before we get to Tiger Mania and the Masters, we should uh, give the, the women their due because we just wrapped up, um, you know, what I will still call the dinosaur. Kind of like I got to call the Crosby, the Crosby, even though Mm -hmm. it hasn't been called the Crosby in Mm -hmm. decades, but, um, you know, or the LA open or the (laughs) L exactly, (laughs) (laughs) exactly, exactly. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it's what 50 some odd years ago or so was it, you know, at mission Hills and, you know, no one's going to confuse mission Hills with Riviera or Augusta, but, um, you know, like when you play a significant tournament at the same place over and over again, you get memories. Um, and there's lots of memories of, of, of many great shots over the years there. Um, we've got a new sponsor, Chevron, that's come in. Uh, they upped the purse this year, but they're going to uh, move it to Houston. Um, and, um, you know, we're kind of missing all that history. And I mean, really, you know, someone was saying uh, that the um, really every significant LPGA player throughout sure. history, I mean, because Mickey Wright played in the first couple. Um, and, uh, you know, other, obviously other than Babe Zaharias, but I mean, almost every significant player Judy Rankin, of course, champion there, who's just now retiring after her tremendous broadcasting career, following her great playing career. Um, but so, what do we think about um, leaving Mission Hills? I mean, it's kind of a little sad, no?
1: It is, and I, I was laughing because when you said Chevron, the fact that they're the guy presenting the trophy got booed when when he was talking, <laughs> it, was, it was just cracked me up because I mean, what a dike what a completely different experience, right? They announced Dinosaur's daughter. Okay. And they call her out and, you know, everybody's standing an ovation and they're clapping and Dinah statue is there. And it's like, I mean, it was not just, yes, it was the, it was the identifiable major similar to Augusta, right? Played at the same golf course, played at the same time of year, sort of signified the kickoff of the big time of the seas, all that cool stuff that, that came along with it. Um, but, but like, what a difference, you know, between Dinah Shore hosting the event and now some dude from Chevron is going to get up and who did. He reminded me of the USGA president a few years ago that just is like, dude, did you rehearse this at all? I mean, did you practice it once? Like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't be like more prepared to publicly speak like that. But that, that besides the point, and but let's not, like, you said, I love the golf course, except for the fact that the 18th hole is one of the worst holes I have ever seen. I mean, this is supposed to be a risk-reward hole. For years, they had this stupid wall over the green, yeah. right? And if you went under the wall, oh, it didn't matter if it continued to win the water because that actually was a drop, which was, I, I, I still do not know what they were doing with that. We played it in Q School, Matty played in Q School this year, right?
0: Yeah, right.
1: And she pushed her drive, I'll tell a quick golf street. Hit push yeah. her drive, misses the fairway in the right. And we're in this weird position. She's got some room to blow it left, but she hits a really good hybrid and she pushes it just a little bit. Goes in this stupid bunker that is raked horribly. Has, you know, not like, what, what do you expect, right? It's just not a good bunker. So now we're sitting at like 108 yards or something ridiculous like that, 105 yards, out of sand, upslope, soft sand, over water. I mean, can you have a worse situation? Pulls out, I believe, pitching wedge. I tell her just lean on a little bit left so you can catch ball first. Hits it absolutely perfect. Flies up, flies over the flag, flies over the green, lands on the back fringe, trickles down, goes in the water. Well, you know, that's an island green. Right. So we know what that means. It's like 17 at TPC, Right. Right. So now you have your options, which are ludicrous, right? So anyway, it took us forever. Then we got put on the clock. My story short, long story. However, it's a dumb hole. Like if you, they moved it up so at least the ladies could hit a club into the green that they have a chance to stop, right? But you watch in the beginning of the week, like players are hitting a good drive in the fairway and now they're trying to hit this longer club into this green that's rock hard. and It lands on the green, with a, with a three wood or a five wood or a hybrid or something, lands on the green, bounces over, goes to the backwater. It's just such a stupid hole. Yeah. And, but with all of that said, it's still, I don't know, there was something romantic about the dinosaur, you know? I mean, it's a cool term. I, my first women's major I ever went to was with Danielle there, you know, in 2010 oh, after yeah, she won yeah. the amateur or something. Yeah. And I actually posted this because it was funny. She was wearing a hoodie. I remember in the practice round. And, <laughs> She got an LPGA official came up to her and gave her a hard time because she's wearing a hoodie in the practice round. You know, oh, you can't wear that out here. It's like, oh, my God. Well, then she played the third round with the hoodie on this year. And it wasn't the only one with a hoodie on, you know? So I think the cool thing about the Dinosaur Tournament, other than the fact that it, it did kind of feel like you knew all the holes a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of had that vibe. But it meant it was more for representing women's sport, Yeah, you know? it was, it, it, it sort of was like a standard bear for that and for change and for, you know, equality and all those cool things. And it was just, it, it was sort of like a beacon in the spring for the fact that, yeah, there's Augusta, but then, you know, we would have this pretty cool week too, you know, and it was neat. And now we're going to Houston sponsored by Chevron. Give me a break, man. What, what a tragedy We're another state where you can't say the word gay and, you know, it's sponsored by an oil company. Is there nothing sacred anymore, Larry? Honestly, <laughs> it's just so
0: sad. This is why this is such a wide-ranging podcast. We cover it has cover to be. Everything. It has to be. Um, no, I. It's it's. It is sad for me to see it go. I. I don't. Um, I understand. You know the way the calendar is worked out. You know, not only is it's one thing to be week before Augusta, but you've got the women's. Tour, uh, amateur tournament at Augusta the same weekend. So. There was?
1: There was the Augusta National Women's Am was happening? I had no uh, idea. <laughs> I, I I didn't even know it went on. Did anybody know it was on? Well, they there had their one practice round, and then 20 girls get to get to play on Saturday. I, I, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I, look, I appreciate their doings. I, I guess I have to be grateful, right? But you gotta be kidding me! You can't find a do it the next week, right? Do it the week after the Masters. Make it, make it like a three-day amateur or something where they actually get to play the golf course. All the girls are qualified for this thing. You know, I don't know, man. It just, it's just disappointing. It's like here's a little teeny bone, and I hope you're happy and you now have your little thing and that's great and it's wonderful. And we'll just happen to screw the major that's going on on the, the LPGA tour at the same time. And make them move out of the state that they're in. I don't. I don't know. It's just like it's 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 the classic LPGA tour motto, and it's really happens with the women's game, which is the LPGA tour never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity. You know, it's just a shame, man. There's so many chances, so many things that could be better for the women's game, and these ladies, let me tell you, can freaking play golf. They are so good. They are so good. People just have a lack of respect for the quality. They're way better ball strikers than the guys. They hit it better. They're more like I was, I was with my buddy Joe Hallett today, who teaches Stacey Lewis, and he has for forever and ever and ever. And he had a great line about it. he said, he said, the women get the absolute most out of the game, out of yeah. their game. Like they just absolutely they work their butts off. They're incredibly accurate, incredibly consistent. They're really good around the greens because they can't play the crappy golf that the guys play. I'm not talking all of them, but many of them that just hit it all over the place, bomb it as far as they can, gouge it out of the junk with a wedge. I mean, it's a completely different game. And I, I just wish that they had got the respect they so richly deserve. And like you said, that tournament, look at the champions, right? I mean, it's it's just, it's a who's who of women's golf over the it last is. 40 years. It is. Amy Alcott, Pat Bradley, uh, Annika Sorenstam, Nancy Lopez, Lorena Ochoa. I mean, it it it, just—it's a shame. It's a shame that we're losing this this tournament because it has some tradition, and you just don't feel like that's present enough in the women's game because they created another major just for a sponsor in the Avion. But that's a whole other topic.
0: Well, no, that's exactly. I mean, just I don't. That's really a great important point. I just don't. I don't want to let it go because it it is it is not like the men's tour where you know you've got these four majors. It's always been these four majors. They all have you know, I mean, the masters is the youngest of them, you know, they all sort of, you know, British open 1860. I mean, they all have their tradition and you're right with the women. I mean, I've lost track, you know, kind of, you know, which is the major, which isn't this, you know, we're going to go back to the sixties. I'll I'll go old school on you. The title holders used to, which was in Augusta used to be a major for the women, you know, and, and now it, you know, then you mentioned, you know, the, tournament in france i mean you know it's it there's been all sorts of different changes what's a major what's not And this dinosaur, and I, i'm with you i'm going to keep calling it that this dinosaur tournament was the one constant i mean it's 50 years yeah. that we've had it and so i just you know uh yes things change and stuff but this was a tradition i thought that was worth holding on to longer and i it's just hard to imagine that they, I mean, does Chevron really need it in Houston? I mean, it's it just, I, I don't know. It's just hard to imagine that they couldn't have worked something out. So I'm really sad well, to see it go.
1: Me too. And we had the Du Maurier. Don't forget that one. That was amazing oh, for a while. Right. 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 You know, it, it, I think you're right though. Like the, the thing is, it's great for the community. A lot of fans come out there on Sunday. Maddie was out there Sunday um the 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 women are fantastic they're signing every odd danielle signed every autograph she was maddie was with her and and she you know it's just i don't know it sucks it sucks for for a game that really needs to continue to to like hold on to these traditions that are important that help grow the game and help bring that familiarity and then like you said i mean what are if you ask the average even golf fan what are the five? The five. I couldn't tell golf? you,
0: honestly, and I feel like I'm pretty plugged into the game. I couldn't tell you. I, I'd have well, to sit back and you know, what's it? The Avion, Ma- is that one of them, them the now?
1: A- you got the Avion Masters. You have the Rico or the AIG. I forget which British Open it is now. They change it every year. And then you have the KPMG. The PG KPMG. The does the
0: PG LPG? I'm sorry. That's the
1: yeah, but the KPMG is like the PGA Championship, LPGA Championship, whatever you want to call it. Then you have obviously the Women's Open. You have the Dinah Those are your five majors. But like, it's just it. The, would it be hysterical? I'm the only one that is not a title sponsored event. Right? Is still the U.S. Women's Open.
0: Oh, but we have a presenting sponsor. We're gonna have. Oh, I'm saying though, the other ones are literally L- literally entitled. in the name. I know, literally yes. in the name. Right, right. But even the it's, U.S. It's open. In the name team- to- Right, but even yeah. to get the purse up, Mike Wan, you know, who, I mean, at least he got the money for the women, but, you know, he had to to get the money up for the U.S. women's of Mike Wan, of course, former LPGA commissioner, now mm-hmm. executive director of the USGA, you know, had to get a presenting sponsor. You don't have any of the yeah. other majors even have a presenting sponsor, but you're right. It's not in the name.
1: It's not in the name. And it's, you know, the, the men's game, obviously, can you imagine? It's so the, cool masters the Masters presented
0: by Dean Witter. <laughs> <laughs> or there's a lot
1: of, I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll stay away from who could sponsor the Masters in that way. But but I don't know. Like, I, I just, I get it. And I'm happy they're trying to increase the purses. And that's great. That is great. We love that. Um, we could talk all day about the lower tours and how they don't do a good enough job giving yeah, opportunities for, for women to continue to. to, But it's just, it is, that's not going to change overnight right they're they're definitely making some progress on that but in this one little week where we have this neat tournament you know it has some history and like you said every single every player in the women's game that is of any substance has graced those fairways right. and, and played at the dinosaur right and they all paid homage to her when they came off the green back in the table. Totally. the whole thing it was just it was the the respect was there yeah. you know and it's just a shame that that's gone away because it's actually part of what is a really neat few weeks in the desert because it's a very, it's, it's, you got the Indian Wells uh, tennis tournament yeah. going on a, f- a couple of weeks before that, which is great. So I don't know, it's just a whole vibe and it's unfortunate that they're, they're missing that. And about my hope, and I think, you know, Judy Rankin seconded this and said she had no information other than just what her hope was as well, that, that we'll see another Tournament at Mission Hills and at the Dinah Shore Course at Mission Hills. Um, in, in the in the future, maybe in the near future. Let's hope so. Because I mean, what what tournament would want to go from uh, Aviara if you've ever played it, <laughs> dude? <laughs> the dip. Aviara. Like I had a couple of coaches that I know that were out there for the for the tournament, and they're like, you would not believe the number of divots in the fairway. Like, because there's a lot of little collection areas, right? Right. They were practicing out of the divots. They were so bad. He's oh. like, "You will hundred percent be at a divot this week at Aviara. And yes, it's San Diego, and the weather's really nice, and we get all that. But it's still, it's not, it doesn't have the cachet that I think you know. Played in that tournament, that same tournament would be at Mission Hills, you know. And then you've got the one at Palace Verde's coming up, which is sort of new but old but new, you know. And then the one at at Wilshire, which is great. I'm thrilled they're having that one there, but. And there's going to be another one at Satequay Country Club this year in October. Can you believe that? Oh,
0: cool. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, another women's event there in Satequay. So it's weird because the LPGA Tour, like, at, at one point, there were, like, no tournaments in LA. I don't know if you remember that. It was like Right. Future. Oh, I do there remember There wasn't so. one totally. tournament except for right. the major.
0: Right. right?
1: And, then they, and then all of a sudden they got five or something. I don't know. It's just, you can't, you need, you really need a scorecard to keep track of uh, all the changes, you know?
0: Because she's no, sure. on
1: first on the LPGA tour is is a real thing,
0: for sure. And we we should because you mentioned her and I mentioned her. We should give her due for at least a minute, which is Judy Rankin is retiring from her broadcasting career. I mean, just I remember and and and, and seeing this, and and the Golf Channel did a wonderful. Oh, I'd say probably six or eight minute video tribute mm-hmm. to her, which you could find online if you haven't seen it. It's wonderful. Um, I remember being a kid, you know, when the dinosaur was first getting started, mm-hmm. and you know, and I remember her playing, and you can hear in this video because ABC used to telecast, and you can hear Jim McKay's voice, you know, on on a, on a few of the shots um, that she's hitting, and she, you know, one of, the, of course was, was is a former winner there um and you know i I, she must have been i bet close to 40 or so when she gave up playing and i mean she was out there as a teenager i mean she had a long career 26 i think tournament wins i mean you know easy hall of fame career as a player but the broadcasting career you know you know for the last whatever, like 37 years, mm-hmm. um, what a run. I mean, and I think universally respected yes. um, by the men and the women. You, Tiger was part of the video and very nice uh, contribution um, talking about Judy on this, on this video at the Golf Channel show about Judy's career. But just a phenomenal career as a broadcaster as well. So very impressive run.
1: She's given a lot to golf to, you know, as a player, she did She was, she was in a time when women's game was really needing growth. And she was, she was helpful for that. She's done a lot for women's broadcasting. We see a lot more women, Dottie Peppers out on the PGA tour doing it, which is great. And, you know, I, you know, Pioneer and Pioneer and hats off to Judy Rake and nothing but respect for her. I'm a big fan of the women's game for, for many, many reasons, but, you know, I think she's been a, she's been like a stalwart and a, and a stable of watching the LPGA tour forever and ever and ever. And I know she's gonna still participate, but you know, it's it's part of the LPGA story. It has a lot to do with with, with her contribution. So pretty cool.
0: For sure, absolutely. So before we leave the women's game, I know we, we, we've talked about um, and, and uh, uh, sort of um, given our friends in, in Augusta a little bit of um, flack for, um, you know, only doing it for the one round, but, this is it has you know even if it's you know not the whole loaf but just a slice um it has sort of um become a notable tournament in three years um Mm -hmm. because it's at augusta even though it's just the final round and the qualifiers as you pointed out um and the young players uh today the women coming up and i know you are way more knowledgeable about this part of the game than i am but um uh, you know the uh, Rose um, uh, saying her she's from from Orange County. What's her? Um, yeah. from, from you know she's you know U.S. amateur champion, young. Right. But Anna Davis, I had never even heard of. Sixteen years old, sophomore Soft, in high school. I mean, <laughs> is 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 winning this tournament? I mean, just amazing, right?
1: It's shocking, but then again, you know, like it's it's kind of a. If it was played over four days and, and maybe the girls with more experience, you know, would, would have a little bit more when you have kind of a you can have a day, right? The right day at the right time kind of thing. Obviously, you could play two rounds at that point. But but I mean, Rojang right now um, is the best player, best amateur in the world. Yeah. I don't think you could argue. And I I will continue to say these types of statements and I will continue to get flamed on Instagram and TikTok <laughs> especially. But Rojang is the best amateur yeah. in the world. Male or female. I yeah, don't I care. Yeah. I understand if they played from the same tees. But okay, I'm not going to have a conversation with you. You're missing the point. Nobody's played better golf as an amateur than yeah. Rojang over the last yeah. years.
0: She's been phenomenal. And
1: unbelievable. She literally should be considered for the Solheim Cup team right now. That's how good she is. She has sort of Tiger-esque credentials as a man. Yeah. So the, the women's game is healthy going forward. Uh, I thought the tournament that, you know, we're talking about August National, but just finishing up on, on the Dinah Shore, yeah. was a compelling final round, man. Yeah. I mean, it went from uh, 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 just turn it off because she's got a seven-shot lead to right. wait, it's two. What the heck happened with two? <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. You
1: know, and you can just right. watch the inner struggle of anyone who's played this game on any kind of level, knowing what it's like to try and bring something home. It's very, very hard to do. For sure. And she hit brilliant shots, and the shot on 15 probably won her the golf tournament. But yeah. you know, I just thought it was still a very compelling watch. I have no idea at all what the hell happened at the Bolero. Texas Open other than that J.J. Spawn won. I don't care what happened at the Bolero <laughs> Texas Open. <laughs> uh, I I have no, I don't have a clue and don't care. What what was going on in, in the desert was really fun to watch. I mean you had a, a defending champion, just can't put it in the hole in the greens and Kacho was playing the best golf by far the first three days. Shot 74 and still won the final round. Corda's got some back spasms or whatever's going on with her, and then all of a sudden, you know, she's she's reeled off a, a really good round, ended up shooting sixty nine. She, she could have gone lower than that, I think. But it was just fun to watch, man. It was fun to yeah. watch and 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 the and the amateur unfortunately gets lost, sort of. The, all the oxygen in the women's game is sucked up because of the Dinah Short Turn, right? Right. Yeah. And when it was a when it was the a not when it was the anomaly that it was in the beginning of the Augusta national women's Am when it was first happening and right. jennifer and jennifer right. right. one but when it was first going on it was like oh i mean so you were watching it because it was so it was so weird you know to see that i mean those of us that have been around golf for a long time never thought we'd see that happen you right. know that women were playing in Augusta national right, what right. the heck's right. going on you know but i think it's it's lost a little bit of its uh, maybe the viewership that they had maybe from the beginning because it isn't the anomaly that it was and it's a shame these two events are really important in the women's game yeah they might be as important as any events in the yeah
0: game, i right? think they are I and the
1: fact that they are going on simultaneously I know. is infuriating and disrespectful to both the women's amateurs yeah. that are playing yeah. The yeah. and the professionals that are playing at mission hills at the Dinosaur. shore so yeah, and I, I, I wish we could see more of the women at Augusta National. would it be cool if you had a women's professional event at Augusta National? Oh, well, what an idea. Maybe that could happen someday. That would be well, really cool.
0: Yeah, I I am and I, I I I hear I I, I hear you. I'm, and I'm gonna I could sit here and defend Augusta, that it's only open from October to May. And, you know, it's it's and all that stuff. But I, I hear you. But but I will say this. OK, um, just opening up a more generally about the women's game for a second. Um, if you look at the list of courses that the U.S. Oh. Women's Open is going to. I mean, it is a sea change from what it has been. Um, and I mean, here I mean, I, I, I don't have them all at the tip of my tongue, but I mean, I just looked at it. I mean, starting with Pebble Beach next year, um, but it is a, it is a, it is every bit the roster that the men's U.S. Open, and it's and it's way past time for that to be the case. Way um, past time. Um, but, so but you're it's...
1: saying that the U.S. Women's Open at the Broadmoor, <laughs> a couple times, didn't have the cachet, maybe, as <laughs> playing at Pebble Beach. I mean, a, can, can you imagine them playing a men's open at the Broadmoor? And I have nothing to take away from the Broadmoor. I've been there. It's a beautiful resort, okay? But should you be playing the women's open in altitude like that? I get Cherry Hills. I understand. But come on, man. Like, no, it's like you said, Larry, it's an excellent point. Look at those courses that they have lined up. It is really, really cool that they're doing that. I am super excited to watch them play those great golf courses. They deserve it. Yeah, And I really wish people, I'm going to keep banging my drum, man. These ladies can flat play. Jing Young-Ko, and I I know we've had this conversation. Yeah, she's amazing. She's
0: amazing. Jing Young-Ko
1: hit 63 greens in a row in regulation.
0: I know, it's amazing.
1: Somebody tell me in their right mind, they can even fathom somebody. You couldn't even do that on a video game. (laughs) Sixty, I couldn't do that from 100 yards 63 times. I'd miss one for (laughs) sure in the first 10 or so. 63 greens in a row in regulation. And just to put it in perspective, Tiger Woods, longest streak. Do we know what that was?
0: Oh, I love that you know this. I don't. I'm curious though.
1: Take a guess. I'm going to let you have a stab at it. Longest streak of his career, Tiger Woods.
0: I think it's way, I, if it's 25, I'll be surprised.
1: Nice guess. 29.
0: Yeah. That's what I would have thought in the twenties. That's fantastic. You knew that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: 29 is the longest streak of Tiger's career. and Co. at 63. The number of subpar rounds in a row is like 20-whatever. I mean, and she's the number one player in the world. She won six out of 12 tournaments, and the average golf fan does not know who no, she is. I know. And it's I know. just tragic because the golf that she's been playing, she didn't have a great dinosaur, unfortunately, and, but, man, she's been playing good golf, and it's been really fun to watch somebody just be that good, like that good, watching tee, tee shots hit the fairway, approach shots hit the green, Shoot sixty-seven point five as an average for I think three or four months.
0: Oh, and and and, and you look on. around and 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 some of the other younger players. And again, I don't know all their remember all their names, but um, the one from UCLA, Patty, who hits it a mile.
1: Patty yeah. um, a kid, who right. had won the year before at right. at, at the Dinah. Yes right she's a great player
0: she, she's tremendous the woman who i know she's going to stanford who was um did well at the u.s women's open at olympic um you know another young amateur i'm forgetting rachel her heck name. yeah I, I think that's right yeah i mean th- yes. th- these are all still i mean i don't remember their names but i remember their games because i've UK? watched them play and they're phenomenal
1: they're you want to watch a team dominate college golf right now Go look at Stanford's record oh, this year. I, Just look look at their record this year. You want to get a laugh. Okay, they're winning tournaments by like 25 shots.
0: Yeah, well, they have all it, the players. It is
1: the most stacked team you have ever seen right now is at Stanford. I mean, that Cal Bears team that, that Brandon was on, instead of some of those guys that were on and
0: Max Homa, right. yeah. yeah.
1: they won 10 or 11 times that year. They had a great year. They did not win the national championship. They right, lost I remember that. at Riviera, right? right? I remember that. Losing. Yeah. But that was the same time that Speed was at Texas and Justin Thomas right. was at Alabama It was great. This Stanford team will absolutely break every single record there is. This team is an absolute joke how good they are. The only reason they won't win a tournament is because I think at times they'll send their B team because. <laughs> The only team that maybe can compete with their A-team is their B-team. <laughs> it is staggering how good this team is. It yeah, is they're so really fun. Good. I hope people like take the time. Go on Golfstat. Golf Stat is like the college golf thing. Go check out golf Stat and type in Stanford Women's Golf. Go ahead and look at the record.
0: I'm going to do it'll, that. It'll just blow your mind. I'm gonna it'll do blow that. your mind. No, it's it's good. I hope somebody
1: else other than yourself that's listening to this podcast will take the time to do what I I, I, I know, know they, they are.
0: Do are. I, I know look they, they are. the are. record.
1: It's, it's amazing, man. And you won't hear anything about it, right? We're, we're not going to hear a word about it. It's a shame because man, they're good. They're
0: they are good. good. They are good. Um, so um, that's awesome. So that, that's fantastic. So we've, we've, we've covered Phil, we've covered the Dinah, we've covered the women's game a little bit and it's master's week. So sure we, we have to talk about masters and um, we can't this year at least talk about the Masters without starting with Tiger because I've just never seen, um, I'm I'm sitting here hesitating, I'm trying to think of what's comparable, but the sort of Tiger mania, um, I I am so interested, we're sitting here taping this on Tuesday night, tournament starts Thursday, I am really curious what ESPN's numbers are going to be um, mm-hmm. because it does look like he's playing for the first two rounds. Cause I think they're going to be off the charts. I think ESPN is going to have ratings like they've never had for golf. Like, I think the decimal point is going to get moved over one spot. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy. I mean, and they're going to do nothing but show Tiger. Um, and, uh, but the mania, just looking at the practice round pictures from yesterday and the, I mean, the crowds around him. On every tee, it looked like it was Sunday afternoon, not a Monday morning practice round. Um, So what do we think? What do we think is realistic to expect? I mean, he still looks like he's limping pretty good in that. And you and I know we've each had the privilege of attending a master's, although not Mm -hmm. together, but um, which would have been fun, but, but uh, uh, we, the, the, yeah, uh, fun. we know how, uh, and everyone says this, who always, and, and I can echo this, having been there one, you know, who who's not been there, it, you cannot believe how hilly it is. It um, As much as you hear people say that, TV flattens the perspective, and it is a difficult course to walk. Um, and, um, you know, so you know, in 72 holes, I know, you know, he's not like having, you know, 350 pound linemen chasing him as a quarterback. I get it. But I mean, it's, it's an endurance uh, for given the nature of the injuries that he suffered a year ago, what do we think is realistic? Do we think he can, re- I mean, Freddie couples was going on and on and on about him. I mean, you know, do we think he can make the cut? Do we think he can really contend? What do you think is realistic?
1: You know, like it's so funny how history, repeats itself right in 1950 there was a car accident Yep. and the guy was trying to save his wife by diving across to you know
0: which and, and which which i which had the impact of saving himself it, exactly. as it turned out because the steering wheel as we all know went right through yes. the, the seat but that's right ben you know so we go to valerie to protect her you're right
1: exactly we go to 2021 and what do we have? Well, we have a contemporary story of a, of a man on his cell phone probably taking a turn too quickly in his Range Rover, and they end up in a similar situation. Never, yeah. you know, first are you going to live, right? going to walk again. Uh, hitting balls. Wait a second. What's going on here? Tiger talking about how he's going to pattern himself a little bit after, yes, after he Hogan and limit his schedule. Yeah. You know, he's talking this week about the compression sleeve that he has is a different one now. He's wrapping the leg and like, you know, Hogan won five times in 53 and all three majors he played in. And if any, and yes, Tiger's older, but I mean, Tiger's in incredible shape for somebody who's had the physical problems that he's had, you know, in his lifetime. He really is in incredible shape. I, I can't imagine that he would win this year. I think he very well might win again. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't put that past him. If there's a golf tournament for him to win, this is the one.
0: Right. We've always said that. Right.
1: It's a field of, of, you know, however many players, what is it 90 something this year? I think. Uh, Well, it's 90 something.
0: You and I, you and I just to pick up on that. It's limited. yeah, the, I was so I looked through it because I know at some point in this conversation, we're going to talk about who we, you mm-hmm. know, think is, you know, our fa- our respective favorites and our off the board person. So I actually was flipping through that this afternoon and looking at the names. And yes, it's not just that it's limited, but let's face it, there's a lot of folks in there. It's a lot Absolutely. of, uh, you know, Larry Mises and, you know, folks sure. like that who are playing that are part yeah, of the one. Yeah. I mean, I love Stewie Hogestad, but I don't think he's going to be facing down Tiger come Sunday. So, I mean, it, it's, it, there's a lot of that 90, so you start with the fact that it's 91 and you're so right. right in looking through the names, you know, we looked at golf this year with Tom Hoagie, the guy who just won at Valero. I mean, it's, the tour is so deep. And although those two folks happen to be in the field because yes. they want the equivalents of them that are out there every week mm-hmm. are not um that's what makes up the balance yes. of the field any and with this day and age in the tour any one of those folks as we've just seen with those two i just mentioned can sort of jump up and win um so you eliminate that so you've, so you've got not just a smaller number but all those people who can get hot you know they're gone and part of the smaller number is a bunch of former champions and amateurs who are it's wonderful they're there but they're not going to be in the mix so You're absolutely right. If there's a tournament for someone like Tiger to win, this has by far the smallest number of people he has to beat.
1: And I'd say the people that uh, no tournament is experienced more,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: more important. Yes, you can have the anomalies, right? We know that we know them over the years, but there's no tournament that you need to first understand the golf course, understand the greens, but also deal with the fact that you're actually playing at Augusta. Right. That's a big deal for people. Like when somebody makes it to the PGA championship, they're not thinking about the drive down wherever golf. I'm not trying to take anything from my association's championship. Let's just say it isn't the Masters. Right. Right. It isn't. And, and, and so like there's an intimidation factor. There's an awe that people have as a first timer that they maybe have one a PGA tournament. They're obviously great, great players, but they're still intimidated to a certain degree by where they are. And what this level of achievement means in the game, you know, tiger has the smaller field. He's got, he's got a golf course that he clearly knows how to play, you know, very, very well. He's had recent success on the golf course. Um, he, he, he understands what the master's week is. I can't, it was funny. Cause they put past champions who you think might win this week. Right. And you're looking through that list and you're like, okay, Charles Schwartzel. No. Danny Willett, no, not going to happen. You know, then you start going to some other guys. You're like, okay, Zach Johnson, no. He didn't win this tournament. You know, some older guys. And then you go, well, Bernard Langer's pretty good, but he can't win the tournament. You know, he's not going to win the tournament. Sandy Lyle, no. Like, you can go through the list and see these guys that are not going to win the golf tournament, right? Even the younger guys that are not going to win the golf tournament. And then you start to say, okay, Bubba Watson, Yeah, I can kind of see he's won twice. I mean, he he top 20 here, I think, two years ago, whatever it is. Patrick Reed's playing horribly. I don't see that guy contending. You know, so even the guys that are recent champions, Sadeki, you know, obviously has a very good chance to be in in contention. But even out of the past champions, you look at it and you're like, I can see Tiger, like, beating a lot of the guys that are past So even even the guys with the the winning experience at at Augusta, he kind of, Seems like one of the better ones of those guys right now even if he hasn't played golf in a tournament in however long you know so i think he's got an excellent chance against the groups that we're talking about yeah and then he's got to get past you know the guys that i think are going to contend this week which are the guys like Cameron Smith who is my personal pick you know I'm, i know i'm i'm shooting my shot early but i just i feel like cam smith is the guy this week He's, he's up there in the three categories I think are most important at Augusta, which is three-putt avoidance, greens and regulation, and part five scoring average. I think those are the ones that I look at, and he's in all three of those categories. He's doing really well. Then I mean, Scotty Scheffler obviously cannot say his name right now. John Rom can't putt, so I don't see him. He'll, he'll hit it great and be frustrated and have his temper tantrums because he's not going to make anything. You know, Rory will be Rory. He'll, he won't be able to do it. He'll shoot 74 in the first round. He'll Come back, sort of. JT, I think, has a great chance this week. You know, I think it's an interesting field. But then you look at that group, and you are like, could Tiger beat any one of those guys easily? Ab- Easy. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, it's the it's the sheer number of those guys that you have to deal with, right? Right. But he's he has a puncher's chance, and he's certainly at a home game. You know, it's a place that he feels extremely comfortable, and I think. Anybody that plays with Tiger or near him this week is screwed, you know?
0: Totally, totally.
1: Totally screwed. And then every single person, I don't care who you are in this tournament, you are going to look, you may not look at your phone during a normal week on who shot what. You don't care. Everybody's going to know a Tiger shot first of all. Absolutely. He's, He's taking up the entire, all the oxygen in Georgia right now. Is being sucked up by tiger woods and it's pretty interesting man it's going to be a like you said the the absolute fiasco of media coverage is going to be really really fun to watch
0: i mean i'm sitting there you know this is a minor point but it just shows the way the media is covering this um i mentioned this a little bit before we got started but something as minor as his golf shoes is gotten the attention like the Zapruder film for the JFK assassination. I mean, you see all this close up. Oh, where's the Nike swoosh? It's a foot joy, you know, premiere. Um, Oh, is it provide more stability? All this analysis. Yeah, shoe analysis. Shoe analysis, right, By, by our commentators, shoe analysis. Oh, does this provide more stability? So much so that, I don't know if you saw this, Nike came out with a statement. Um, either earlier today or late yesterday, I saw it today, you know, it it was a very kind of a bleak statement. It sort of Mm. said, you know, we're thrilled Tiger is back. We're continuing to work on, you know, providing him with the equipment that he needs at this point in his career. It was clearly a veiled reference to the part that this shoe, the Nike shoe, must not provide the support in the same places in the same way that he needs that apparently this footjoy does. I mean, this has been like, I no less than a half dozen stories have I seen online about the shoes. So i mean, nothing
1: of that will matter. Of course, once Thursday begins, but it's a chance it that, just intense you that what Monday is, and right? Tuesday, this is what we're dealing with. Right. Like the tiger tracker plane, right. The when plane to the see pl- that he was the going plane. to oh, right? We got to track the point. The tiger's going to Augusta. Going to Augusta, this plane just left Jupiter. It's like, oh my god! Like it's just, it really is unbelievable. I mean, he's he's Elvis Presley, he's Elvis Presley, he's Michael Jackson, he's Prince. I mean, he's he's um he is a worldwide megastar who I don't think anybody would dwarf at this point. And he's forty six years old. He hasn't played a golf tournament in. Well, he played the PNC. Can't take that away from him. He played the hit and giggle. So, and like he said, I think he's. I loved. I loved his statement. I don't know if you saw it when he, when they asked him about what he thought his chances were. You remember that? Did you see well, that this said, week? So,
0: yeah. Well, uh, well, well, I saw the press conference. I thought it was today where he said, "Do you yeah. think you have a chance?" I said yes.
1: Yeah. So here's here's what I loved about that. And I just got done telling Maddie and her boyfriend Mason, who plays golf really well, shot 68 today at PJ West. Little jerk. But um, beat me today. I had him at, I had him last week twice. So I'll take you that. and putting that out for everyone to hear. <laughs> um, but but what was fascinating about it was I was talking to them about when Tiger first came out on tour. I was explaining to them the interview with Curtis Strange. Yes, right. And the classic interview about you know what are your goals? What are, you know what, are, what are you, what's a, what, what's your goal this week? Whatever it was. And he's like, I'm here to win. You know, and. And Curtis Strange, you know, you know, just sort of gave the classic Curtis Strange kind of snicker and you know, then, well, you know, top 20 out here is pretty good, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I understand that. That's my goal is to win. And, and Curtis Strange said the worst he could ever say, which was, you'll learn. You'll learn, right? And then Tiger wasn't kidding, man. You know, and Davis Love poo pooed his chances. And the yeah. next thing you know, he was beating his butt in Vegas. And like, it was just one thing after another. Like, they thought that he would get it. He'd get with the program. He'd be okay with making cuts and whatnot. He was never okay with that. He was always about winning. Yeah, Always. Even when he was a junior golfer. I don't know if you know this, but when he was playing at LA City a lot, he wouldn't play, even though as a 14-year-old, he's the best player by far. He would play in his flight. Yeah. And win his flight by a lot. But it was about winning. Absolutely, you know, it was sort of instilled in him. That that's why you play is to win. So he had that mentality all the time, and regardless of what he's been through, it's always about the winning. And I just watched that that one clip from that from the press conference, and I'm like, I just watched him give that press conference, and I've seen that same yes. sort of attitude and statement his entire career it's that he's not there as a ceremonial golfer. No. He's not there happy to be there as a young golfer. He's not there as a PGA to, to a rookie in awe of anyone. And anyone who who wonders about whether or not he can or thinks he can shouldn't be wondering about that. Because right. the people that have doubted him, whether it's B.J. Singh's caddy or the Tiger Who hat and got obliterated or were all of our favorite stories,
0: right? Which know, is Stephen, Stephen Ames, right? Nine and eight. And, and,
1: and my favorite line from any press conference Tiger Woods ever, he understands now, right. You know, like let's understand what he is. The guy's about winning. He he's there to win the golf tournament period. He's not playing for to make a cut. He's the guy's literally trying to win the golf tournament. I think that's where his mind is.
0: Well, and I'll tell you, you know, and, and, and that's what makes the, that's what the great ones have in common. Right. And, Mm. you know, I will tell you kind of uh, a quick Funny story that comes to mind when you mentioned that about winning in the Curtis Strange interview. So, um, last episode I had Larry Dornish on, who has the uh, been the head pro at Muirfield Village for twenty five plus years, and he was at Lost Tree Village in Florida where Jack you know lives you know for ten years before that, so he knows Jack really well, and so um, he's at Lost Tree back when Jack, the year after Jack, um, 87. So Jack wins the sixth grade in 86. And so Jack's, um, he runs into Jack after the 87 masters. Um, And he goes up to Jack and they had met each other and stuff like that. And he he says, hi, he says, you know, um, and and I actually hadn't remembered this. Jack, I don't know. He was like, when he defended his title, he was, you know, tight, tight you know, top six, top eight. I mean, he was in the mix on Sunday, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, and, and he goes up to Jack. He said, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Jack looks at him with a very funny look. He says, mm-hmm. what for? He said, well, you know, you defended your title well, and, you know, you were you know, tied for six or tied for eight, whatever. And he said, Jack looked at him and said, I didn't go there to mm-hmm. be, you know, top six. I went there to win um and he said like and that's obviously a long time ago and he said jack this story recently came up and jack remembered and jack says you know it's amazing that you and i are still friends after you said that to me wow <laughs> but it's the
1: what same a great thing. story what it's a the great same story, thing though.
0: right it's the exact same, same story, same thing
1: same story same same attitude
0: same attitude right, right? Same, attitude.
1: same attitude and and you know i i don't think you would be far-fetched to say that Annika Sorenstam probably had the same attitude and mm-hmm. you know all the greatest players in this game have always had that attitude you know they're there to win the golf tournament they're not they're not there to to you know I'm gonna go out and compete and do the best I can And whatever happens it's gonna be okay because I know it but that's BS for these people yeah that's a loser's mentality to make an excuse for not getting the job done that it makes total. you feel better Exactly. You know, they, they were never interested in that. Were, it's win or go home. Loser, second place is the first loser. And that's just Tiger's mentality. And I think that's what as much as I, as he frustrates me and bothers me with so many of the things about himself yep. that I think he could have made a I, I think of Ali as a hero, you know, in, in terms of American sport and what he did right, and what right. he stood for and, and what he sacrificed and gave up. And, and I, I think Tiger could have done more you know, and who am I to judge the guy? I mean, I'm not in that situation, but you know, I, I care about the sport and I, I, care about people and I'm, you know, I wish, I wish there could have been a little more, you know, interaction that way, but the guy, like he's compelling because he wants to win, you know, like he's, you really get that sense. Like he's, he's there to win the golf tournament. That's, that's why he's there. You don't win six straight USGA oh. match play events. I mean, which is yes, a stupid record. It is. I can't even fathom that record. Well, and
0: and 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 I can still think. What well, was a Pumpkin r- a Ridge, right in in Oregon? Mm-hmm. I mean, when he came back against Steve Scott, that set you know on that. I guess it was the thirty fifth hole, right? I mean, the seventeenth hole, yeah. where he knocks that forty footer in, and then he wins eighteen Six, and sends triple. It. It. Right. I mean, you know, it's what he said fun. to Butch, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And he said to butch coming off
1: the green she ain't laughing now is she <laughs> you know that story right yeah steve scott well you talk about it it's just steve
0: scott's, scott's caddy well you tell it because it's a well, great story
1: so i got done with the 18th hole and, and tiger's down and i don't remember all the specifics of the match i just know the story so tiger's down after the 18 holes and you know you can work with your coach whatever and butch doesn't say much to him you know well what can he say he's just you know he's not playing great whatever and Steve Scott's playing really good golf. He was a really good amateur. And all Butch said to him was, hey man, I just want to let you know that every time you make a bogey or Steve makes a birdie or wins a hole, she's smiling and laughing. Just let me know. That's all he said to her. When Tiger finally tied the match, he was walking, storming off the green, you know, like he would do. And he walks right by Butch and, And Looks at him and said, She ain't smiling now, is she? (laughs) Like it was all he wanted. That was it. Like his mentality was like, This is personal now. You know, he wanted fuel, he wanted he needed some combustion, you know, for the fire to get going. And mentality, man. You know, it's whether you're Bob Gibson or whomever you are, yeah, or Michael Jordan,
0: Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, man.
1: Absolutely. Kobe Bryant, same thing, right? They were both. Horrible, famous. horrible people to play against. Right. But but when it came down to it, they 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 knew how to get themselves fired up. And you know, Tiger is the single I, I can't, it's hard to argue with him being there's not a greater competitor in the game of golf than, than Tiger Woods yeah. in the history of the game of golf. Whether you yeah. you could argue Bobby Jones and Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson, probably to a certain degree, and absolutely Jack Nicholas. But you can't say that anybody was better than Tiger. For sure. And his story maybe isn't done, man. You know? So, do
0: you, but this is interesting, Dave. So, do you put him? I always thought you sort of had Jack as number one. Are you sort Jack's of? Jack's the
1: greatest player who ever lived.
0: Do you still Tiger feel Woods
1: that? Way? Has, I still do. Tiger Woods has played the best golf anybody's ever played. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I, I think, I think Ben Hogan was the best, probably, striker of the golf ball who ever lived. And I think the most underrated player in history is Byron Nelson.
0: For sure. I agree with
1: that. But I think like look at Jack's I I just I will go back to Jack's major record and I will always go back to Jack's major record. And it isn't the wins.
0: It's the sense. It's not and the thirds. wins. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It is absolutely obscene. I'll give you my quick way I kind of organize in my mind.
0: Yes, yeah, go ahead. Um,
1: first place, how many times in the majors?
0: Well,
1: eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Professional majors, right? We lost the other amateurs. we lost the
0: two we amateurs. I know I always find it funny that That's we lost. So that, but, yeah. to me.
1: but we did lose Yeah, those. I agree. And then because they used to count and now they don't.
0: Absolutely. They counted. Bobby Jones had 13, and I know he only had there because he had five right. US amateurs. But yeah, you're right. Right. We've lost, right. Them. yeah.
1: And Tiger should have had three, should have been one closer. Right. Should be there? closer
0: to Jack. That's right. <laughs>
1: So we, we, we take off the table, but we say, okay, 18 professional w- major wins, right? And then how many second place finishes in majors?
0: 19, right?
1: 19, right. So we have 37, 37, okay? Just keep 37 as a placeholder in your head and walk <laughs> through this scenario. First or second, 37 times in major championships. Okay, how many majors a year? Four, okay? So let's just keep that in mind. If you play, Larry, if you played in 37 major champ played in 37 major championships in your life, we all know who you were, right? Every yes. golf fan knows your name. If you made the cut in 37 majors, okay, you're probably you may be in the hall of fame, but you're real close, right? Because that's 10 years worth of majors almost, right? Right. Not right. it's three majors short of 10 years right, worth right, of majors. Right. If you top 25 in 37 majors, forget about it. You're in the Hall of Fame. Forget about it. No doubt about it. Dude finished first or second <laughs> in 10 years worth of majors. Like it's just, how do you even do something like that? You know, like Jin Young Ko 63 Greens and Reg. It's it was a mind-blowing stat. I still can't understand that. And I'm not putting it on obviously on Jack's major record. I'm just saying that certain stats, just like Tiger's cuts made streak. Right. Yeah. Like, but, but Jack's major championship record is ridiculous. I mean, 37 first or second, that's 10 years worth of majors where he finished first or, or second for 10 straight years in every major. Like, it's just not possible, you know? Like, you just can't wrap your mind around the brilliance of the guy. So, yes, I think Tiger has probably played the greatest golf that anybody's ever played. I don't think anybody could... Nobody's played better golf than Tiger Woods.
0: Are you thinking man, of like the year 2000 or you're talking yeah, about Yeah, sure.
1: I mean, yeah. look at the wins across the board and the number of championships. and, and all, Yeah, I, I just think 2000 was obviously the defining year probably of his career. But it's just the, the, the staggering victories, right? The, the 12-shot Masters victory. The 15-shot U.S. Open victor, victory. I mean, those are – who does that? That's Nobody. not normal. Nobody ever does that. Nobody ever, ever will do that. Right. Those are, those are things like you can't say that somebody was even close to playing on his level. When he was playing his best golf, nobody was close to the guy. He could win with his B game. He could win with his probably C plus game at that point. And when he had his A game, it wasn't even a conversation. It was just over. I don't think Jack ever dominated. I don't know what his not, largest not, victory not in was. that way. Not in that I, way. I'm curious what his large largest margin of victory in a major was. I don't know the answer to that question, but I'd like to know that. But but you know, Jack's like just it's longevity, man. You know, it comes down to that. It's consistency over a long period of time in the biggest tournaments on earth, period. And he always performed. He always was there. You know, he'd hang around, you know, he just kind of had a way to do that. So yeah, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Tiger's record, but I also, and I don't necessarily love the Jack Nicklaus that that is currently the Jack Nicklaus. You know,
0: <laughs>
1: it's not exactly. But yeah, I have my issues. You know, but I'm not going to take anything away from the guy's career. He was, he is the greatest player who ever lived. He he gets the title as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, for when good Tiger reason. starts when tiger either eclipses or hits 18 or gets first gets second place and a heck of a lot more major championships, then we'll talk about it. But it also is a little bit of generational too, right? I guess the game is deeper. I get it's more international. I get that, but man, Gary player, he's pretty good. Well, I was you know? going to say
0: it, it's deeper, but it just feels, and of course it's hard to tell. But, you know, but, it's you hard know, to compare it because, is. you know, can only compare I mean, with the, because the it, you know, we're, 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 you know, not that Phil and Ernie didn't have hall of fame careers, but I mean, would Phil and Ernie be more like player and Trevino? Well, I guess Trevino had five majors, but you know, it, you know, it, it's we. The way I always think of it is Jack sort of had you know Watson, you know Trevino. I mean, he had these you know player, um, Arnie, and Homer. obviously at the beginning, yeah. you know, it just had these sort of legends. He was up against more legend. Not as deep a tour, no question about that. But he seemed to have more people who were, you know, Johnny Meller for a few years, wise I mean, you know, we're sort of closer to him than Tiger. But that could be because Tiger just stood so much higher than everyone. It's hard to say. It could be, but it. if
1: that was the case, then Tiger would have finished second, a lot yes. more major championships. Yeah. So there, it's a fun conversation to have. Everybody's going to have an, an opinion about it. Whoever's new to the game, you know, maybe – they have They're not old and curmudgeon like I am, and I'm not going to say you are Larry in my boat. But you know, <laughs> just it, anybody who's probably under 40, maybe 35, is going to say, "Well, Tiger Woods is the greatest player who ever lived." We get that. People think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player who ever lived. Right, ha ha! Right. Give me a break, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, not going to go there. But yeah. like you, you, this guy that Michael Jordan is pretty good, and yeah. Bill Russell wasn't bad either. You know, we go yeah. back at the ton- time but but the idea is like jack's record in the tournaments that matter the most is the best it's the best record in history so you you could argue who is the best golfer you know i i guess you'd have to say that jack's record says that he was yeah. but the guy who played the best golf i think when tiger's a game was the best golf anybody's ever seen
0: yeah
1: nobody no, could I, do that stuff
0: I, nobody. I i i don't disagree Let me just quickly hit you on a couple of quick masters, other masters, and then we'll wrap it up. So, you know, Augusta has um, always tweaked its course, uh, you know, constantly changes it. Tiger proofed it. Didn't exactly go the direction I would argue that you really tiger, but, you know, I put quotes around tiger proofing, you know, all the changes they've made all over the year. Um, I, You know, they've once again added more length in on a couple of key holes i mean 11 now is like 520 uh, or 515 i mean it's no it's 5 it, 11 is longer i know it's downhill a little bit it's longer than 13 um mm. cuz 13 is 510 um and is 520 um they also took out i don't know if you saw on the right the green i, I mean the larry yep. my shot would not happen again um you know it's hollowed out the right side they moved the pond up i mean they made a lot of changes on 11 um 15 now is 550 um you know i personally i'll put myself out there first i personally would um i'm sorry they ever introduced the second cut um i would much rather see all these balls run into the trees um, I think this And second, I heard they were going to do that this year, didn't oh, they? Oh, is that I mean, right? Was, I, I one of the I
1: didn't. things I heard they were doing was stripping it out on holes like 10.
0: On okay, the maybe side. they are. Okay.
1: They're taking it out on nine, from what I understood. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I thought I read that somewhere, which okay, I Okay, well, that'd be good that if they good did, change.
0: Because that's the thing like, I've always, you know, I mean, we all know, you know, with Bobby Jones and Mackenzie, and I know this has gone through 87 different architects since they did it, mm-hmm. in, but you know, a thousand years ago, but it was supposed to be like St. Andrews. I mean, it was supposed to be this, you know, inland linksy type course where the ball would just run. And it was all about angles, right? You know, and mm-hmm. angles into the green and stuff like that. And you kind of take that away. So with the second cut. So I'm glad if they're doing that, but I mean, what do you think about these, you know, all this added length? I mean, do you think it's a move in the right direction? Is it just necessary or, you know, any thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, obviously it's about those shot values, you know, that quote unquote statement that we hear. And, you know, if you're hitting seven iron or six iron or nine iron or eight iron to par fives, then it diminishes the whole, I mean, Curtis Strange, when when he got he got his 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 just rewards you know for being a jerk on in 88 and he was going for it which i give him credit for he was going at those things with shots that were not easy to hit right you know i mean one of the things that made 13 so compelling was that you were hitting a long iron or even a fairway wood wood back in the day not metal but you were hitting a fairway wood off of a side hill downhill lie to a green that was not super receptive to that shot. Right. And it was very difficult. It was an incredible test of your skill to do that. I, I it was funny because that downhill sidehill ball above your feet lies horrible, horrible shot to try and get in the air. You know, you can't really cut it. You know, you're gotta, you got to you do not really want to try to draw it because you're going to chunk it, you know, ask Seve, right. right. You know, <laughs> like you just it's hard like it's a really really difficult shot yeah when you're hitting eight or seven or six iron it just it doesn't it's not a difficult shot anymore you know so i understand why they need to do that i get that and we'll talk we could always have a 25 hour ball discussion right or equipment discussion but like somewhere in there 11 needed to be the hard hole it always was 11 was a tough tough 10 and 11 oh mama those are two really really difficult holes but they're not as hard when you're hitting a short iron to them you right to and wedged right. to, to 11. No, so they've opened up that fairway lot, cut all the trees on the right. I'm glad that they've they're trying to make it so that you you want to take on the water a little bit more because the penalty being right is more more penal. Right. That's a good thing. You know, I think if they if they do like I think you had the best advice. Take away that second cut, man, make that ball run off. You make the ball run off, it's gonna get in the pine straw. Yes, it shortens the golf course to a certain degree, but it does create a lot more responsibility off the right. tee because you can't right. just whack it down a side and it'll just it'll get caught up in the second cut and i don't have to worry about it i mean 14 always used to be a tough tee shot in some ways because that ball would run off into those right all the woods shot, right.
0: right exactly
1: right i haven't seen a ball in the right well it's because the because
0: it's because the rough it stops it I That's know. right. Yeah. it
1: used to battle right roll exactly that. and right. then you were hosed over there right you know? and now like you're not hosed and like a whole like 15, I can see where you'd want the second cut on the right side because guys would just rip it down there and then use that sort of, you know, natural sort of funnel that it would bring it back into the fairway. And if it gets hung up on the right on 15, that's not a bad thing because it takes them probably 25, 30 yards of distance off because it didn't roll. Right. That's where a second cut is sort of logical, but on the ones where it actually prevents a ball that would have otherwise gone into the junk from going into the junk, that's probably it's just devaluing the architecture to a certain degree and taking some of the teeth away from the golf course that needs to be there. So I think you've said that perfectly. I, I think that's a big, big deal. It should, it should be that if you get a little crooked on the wrong hole, the fun begins when the ball hits the ground. Right? Absolutely. You that's... want the fun to begin. You want to go, Ooh, where's oh, that thing going to go? Exactly.
0: Where's it, it going to end up? Right.
1: It tumbling into that pine straw is going to get behind a tree you know, I mean, what's going to happen as a result of that? That's that's when it it had a little more teeth. Once it got caught up, you, you could even pick up your tee, man. you know, yeah, I blocked it over there, but it'll get caught up. I'll be okay. totally,
0: totally. Yeah. Let it run so I can see another one of these Bubba Watson wedges yeah. that go 60 yards left to right.
1: <laughs> you know what? It, it, it was a great shot. It was a great shot. It was a ridiculous shot. Only probably he could have pulled off. <laughs> you had to be him and Phil, probably the two guys that could pull that off.
0: I know. It was crazy. I,
1: can I give you one more thought about Augusta? Really
0: please. Yeah, please. Because
1: yeah. I, I think the 12th hole is that I've spent many, many hours of my life during one week at Augusta National. I should write a yep. book about it. But the 12th hole is probably the single greatest designed hole. It, a short hole I've ever seen. And it, it isn't because you can make two there easily. It's because of what it does to a right-handed golfer. Right. And and why it makes the hole so so hard. We all know that if you hit a if you're right-handed and you hit a shortish iron and you push it, it doesn't go as far. Right. You've added loft, right? Just like you would around the greens when you add loft because you want to come down softer and not go as far. Well, that happens too when you leave the face open with a short iron. And the way race creek is working, it's working yep. away from you from left to right. So the carry to the right is just brutal. You, if you lose a short iron that would have otherwise been hit well into the middle of the green and you hit it right, you're in the water period. So the classic move there is to just kind of power, pull it because your body stops because you've taken too much club. Cause the last thing you want to do is try to force a short iron and push it because you're trying to hit it hard and put it in race. Great. So you take a little extra, you know, or you're not sure of the wind. I'll take a little extra. And so you quit on it a little bit because the body's not going to want to move too much, right? Because you don't want to hit it too far. And of course you hit the power pole and hit that up in the azaleas. And it's just like, it's an awesome hole. It is. So if you're, if you're going to watch any one hole on TV, just watch that hole totally agree. the wind swirling and the, the total mind job that you're going through on that tee has to be Just one of the more fun things to watch as a spectator and horrifying to go through as a competitor. But it's also why we have seen Mike Weir. We've seen Bubba Watson twice. We've seen Phil Mickelson three times, right? We've seen left-handed players have an inordinate amount of success at Augusta National. And it's because a lot of those shots that we're talking about that are so hard and scary from a right-hander's perspective, are not as hard from a left handers perspective.
0: Totally, yeah. And 12 is so the best I think, example, yeah.
1: I, I just think it's a, just a fascinating watch, you know, when, when you're getting to, even, even 11 to a certain degree has that same element to it, right? You can just kind of oh. pull it on, you can hit just like that nice little power pull on 11, Save it the right side of the green, knowing that you've got enough club and if you go far, you're okay. And if you cut it, heck, you're actually going to end up pretty good, right? Where the righty that takes too much club on that hole Oh, if his body stops,
0: that's wet. Totally.
1: That's wet. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just the greatest little place on earth as as a golf fan because we all know it all so well. We know the breaks on the greens. And it's just compelling, man. I could sit there and watch 10, 11, 12, and 13. And you know, if you had four holes to play the rest of your life, that probably would not be a bad four
0: holes. Those play. would not be a bad quartet of holes. No, I agree. So before I let you go, we got to do pick. So you kind of already yes. tipped your hand, Cam Smith.
1: I, I've got, I'm going to give you i uh, I'll give you my three. Okay. Three. I'm taking Cam Smith to win the golf tournament. All right. I'm just putting it out there. Cam Smith is
0: my pick. Okay. Uh,
1: he, you know, he's uh, he, he did something pretty incredible in 2020. Do you remember?
0: He he had had twenty gazillion
1: birdies. I remember. What, he that did. One? He did. Go go look at that. Go look at his four rounds and what he did in four rounds.
0: Was it all in the sixties? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it hadn't been done. So that's pretty cool, right? So yeah. And then he, you know, he's he's a he's an Australian. Uh, played a lot at Royal Melbourne. He kind of gets it, you know. So yeah. I, I I I like his chances. Plus, I think he's a stud. Stud. I think. Patrick Cantlay has every reason to win this golf tournament at some point. If you look at those three categories I talked about, he's way, way up there. But, you know, I think uh four matters, you know, how are you playing at the moment?
0: Yeah, he hasn't been playing that well the last year. He couple hasn't months.
1: had the, I mean, he was like if this was four months ago, I would yeah. give it to the guy. He'd yeah. Win. Right. But he hasn't quite been there. But I so, but I still think he's gonna have a good week. I wouldn't be surprised if he got it together if he would win. But then my my sleeper, my weird pick is, is I'm going to go with Terrell Had. Really? Yes, I'm going to go with Terrell Had. And it was, I was difficult because the thought of a guy with a mullet winning at Augusta is just so fantastic to me to do that in Georgia. So that, that's why Cam Smith is so compelling. And part of me wanted to pick Harry Higgs because, I mean, a guy that would take his shirt off during a PGA tournament, if you could have those two guys together, you know, competing down the stretch, forget about it. You know, how cool would it be at guest National just to drive them all crazy? But I think Charl Hatton, from a golf perspective, is playing really good golf. He's really good. He's long. perfect scoring is good. He's a good putter. It's a lot of greens. I think I think he could surprise some people this week. So uh, he's my he's my sort of outsider looking in pick. How's that?
0: That's a pretty good set of picks. I'm impressed. Thank you. And um, Russell Henley
1: was almost made my dark horse. Oh he's my gosh! He's from Georgia. He's played well all year. He's yes,
0: he, he he's a good player. He's a good iron player.
1: Yep. he's a good player. Give it, give it to me, Larry. Come on.
0: Um, so you don't think Mister Rom's going to get his putter together?
1: No, I don't. He's too, he's like a hundred and thirtieth or something in three putt avoidance. He's he's having a horrible year on the greens, almost as bad as Jordan Spieth on the greens this year.
0: Jordan has been. What he he, is did you see that three putt from three feet the other day?
1: He's, he's putting. Now, if there's one golf course, I think he could get it wrapped around and beat Augusta, but he's putting terrible. Just terrible. And DJ's putting terrible.
0: Yeah, he Those is. Those are three
1: guys that are really putting poorly, and I just don't know how he went Augusta putting poorly.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you one name. Wow. One, one
1: name. I'm so interested right now in who this is. I think it's got to be Justin Thomas, but who is it?
0: No, that wouldn't be any fun because everyone's picking JT.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Victor Hovland.
1: Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I can. I, I think, think he is pitching really
0: better. he is. That's he's the only weakness. Better. And and but he he's a he hits greens like crazy. I mean he does. and, and he, does. he is a really good player and he drives it really well. He does. I mean. I, I think he is a really good player. Um, I don't
1: disagree with you,
0: and and I, I could I could see him. I, I that that's my pick.
1: I think that's a good pick. I think you I think you've nailed somebody who's really good. I the other guy that I think is going to have a really good week is is Xander. I think his numbers pan out as well. His three point avoidance, he's like one of the top five in uh, on tour. Great ball striker. It's a lot of greens well, I mean, a little shaky he, at last times, year
0: at, at, until 16. I mean, I thought yeah. he was going to, you know, till that, till he got wet on 16. I mean, he seemed like he was closing the door closing the lead down for yeah. a decade. So it's,
1: it's going to be a fun, give us a, give me a, you saw it was raining today, right? I did. What's the forecast for the week. Do we know?
0: I don't. Um I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm
1: curious because that would change the scoring really significantly if it did. If it was yeah. wet this week, but did you have a final number? Do we have a number here? You you got your guy. What's your number?
0: Um, eleven under.
1: Okay, a reasonable number. Certainly within the eight to twelve number, which we all know usually that's where they want it. I think
0: that's it's where they want 8 twelve. That's where they want.
1: I'm I'm going they, because I picked a guy with a mullet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say <laughs> that he's gonna have a number they're not gonna like. Also, and I think he's gonna get to 13. That's wow! I got, I got Cam Smith at
0: 13. You know he, you know he's he's impressive. I could easily see him winning it. I you know, mean, I like though you took Hoffman, too. Here's two guys who probably don't care. Right, they
1: probably don't care. They're in Augusta. Like it's just the the most the two most laid back people.
0: Totally right. Totally.
1: Both of them. Both of them I mean, completely, Did you, you you heard the Hovland, I hate to interject, but you you heard Hovland's line about money. Did you hear this story? Oh, about I money? don't think
0: I did. What was his line oh, about was
1: my- It was absolutely fantastic. It sort of sums him up. So they said to him, I forget what term it was, you know, you've obviously had a lot of success, you've made millions of dollars over the last whatever. How has that changed your life? And he said, well, he said, if I want to get better, I don't have to worry about how much it's going to cost me. To have somebody come help me get better whether that's fitness or whatever that is he goes so that's good he goes then the other thing that i really like is that when i go to chipotle i don't worry how much extra getting the guacamole on top is so that's a good thing how <laughs> <laughs> do you not love the guy <laughs> that's a great line
0: that's fantastic i, I hadn't heard I that love i love Chicago. that
1: He's fantastic. he's great. And and today I was it like, yesterday if you look <laughs> on golf.com's Instagram page they had a, 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 a they had Cameron Smith full mullet and he had a quote saying, "Yeah, I, I try not to party too much during the week, but you know, I'm not afraid to go have a few beers with my
0: boys on the weekend."
1: I saw that. Like, that I saw. Yeah. The, well, just these guys are great, man. They're like totally It's why they it's one of the reasons It's why absolutely.
0: Really well. I totally agree with that.
1: It's sort of the antithesis. They're the anti-Tiger and the anti-Jack, you know, where they're all about winning. And it's, I'm the first loser if I finish second. These guys are in a completely different space, you know. They'll never be the greats of the game, no question about it. But boy, they're dangerous. They are. They get going one week. Woo! Those guys. Are dangerous. I, I,
0: exactly. Well, we'll see. Maybe they'll be paired together Sunday. We'll have to B, see. Maybe
1: it's a playoff, as the aggregate <laughs> three-hole playoff. We'll have to see. Oh, or it's not. Ag- is it aggregate? It's not aggregate anymore.
0: It is, isn't it?
1: Is it? Ag- I thought because I heard they were talking about changing the playoff holes. It Was one of the things I heard about this week.
0: Oh, you're Probably more up to check- than I am. I didn't know that.
1: They were talking about not doing because 18 is just a stupid. Hold out playoff hole, in my opinion, but they were talking about possibly going and doing 15, 16, and 17, maybe, and if it's tied after 17, go to 18.
0: Oh, I Wouldn't would rather be I, more
1: compelling to watch 15 and 16 in a playoff.
0: I'd like to, I'd, I'd love to see him go 10, 11, oh. 12. I'd like to see him finish on 12. I think 12. the
1: problem they talked about that, but one of the reasons they had a problem with it is there's no gallery around the greats. There's no gallery around the green on 11. There's no That's gallery true. around the green on That's 12. Right. And there's very little on 13. But 15 and 16,
0: yeah, cheers. Those huge. are pretty
1: big. You have pretty, I mean, the roars would be pretty epic there. So I think if they're, I heard they were doing this, I don't know if it's official. But it would be cool if they went 15, 16, 17. And if they were tied, they go to the
0: 18th hole. That would be. I agree. I agree. We'll have to see. It's one of the fun we'll, things that we'll goes time. Exactly. It's always fun. Masters week is always great. So, well, if Hoplin
1: wins, it's, it's, it's uh, guacamole for everyone.
0: Yeah, I will take you out to Chipotle. <laughs> it's, yeah, it'll be on me.
1: Deal. And if Cam Smith wins, but
0: you know, you should take will... me to Outback Steakhouse.
1: We'll go to Outback. I'll buy you a, a, a Foster's lager. There you go. And I'll, and I'll personally shave your hair and give you a mullet.
0: I think that'll be a good look for me.
1: I, I can't admit, I mean, I don't have to worry about it. You know, I think you, it will you,
0: go over very well at Brentwood, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. And if you, I tell you what, if you do shave the sides and you start the mullet, I will wear a hat with a ponytail on the back. <laughs> Just because of that, and we'll we'll go out and really, we'll be twins. Feathers.
0: We'll be twins.
1: Exactly. Brady, this is
0: fantastic. I appreciate it. We'll look forward to seeing what the week uh, brings us.
1: Indeed, indeed, my friend. Okay. Great talking, Larry. As good talking
0: to you. Thanks.